The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. Gilberg Appreciation Night. Hey yo! As always, as always, my internet has started to play silly buggers in the last five minutes. Of course it has. So all that was your fault. Yes, it has indeed. Definitely not me for clicking buttons. No, probably, mate. I had to reboot the modem. I had to do all sorts of nonsense, and it's uh, still giving me little symbols that say "Mm, I'm shit in the bed. So yes, there we go. If 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 I disappear, I will be back. I mean, will you? It's, it is the goal, the Gilberg episode. Gilberg episode. What a fantastic background, Maxi, with his little starey, bog-eyed face looking at us. Yeah, this, I, I thought I did really good work, but uh, there's a little bit of jealousy uh, in the art world, obviously. King's Pigs by the same. His Gilberg picture was much better than last week. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Oh, there we go, mate. There we go. Ah, WrestleMania weekend, Maxi. Did you enjoy the show? Um, the first show and that one, banging, brilliant, yes, entertaining. Night two, it was kind of the same as last year, where the second night felt overkill, and it was it was a little bit drab, a lot overbooked. Yeah, um, I wasn't as as entertained with the second night as I was mm. with the first. But we did get an amazing return. <laughs> okay. The fact that Shane McMahon is back in the WWE. The fact that Shane McMahon paid homage to his dad's most infamous ring entrance. I I, I mean you can't fault the guy. The, he literally blew his quad to impress his dad and to try and make him love him. Daddy, love me. Look how high <laughs> you, I can fall. You know, <laughs> on, going backstage on that stretcher, he was saying, did I do well, Daddy? Did I do well? And Vince <laughs> is like, I hate you. I hate you so much. Why you can't you be more like Hunter? <laughs> you're an embarrassment to the family <laughs> yeah no I, I enjoyed it overall mate i enjoyed it overall a couple of weird booking decisions i think yeah I mean, weird, especially on night two yeah the the roman reigns and cordy match is going to get a lot of grief i think um i'm not that mad about the booking of it because i did predict that 
that he would hold it for at least another year to till we get the Roman versus the Rock. Um, but the whole story of um, of Cordy finishing his his story and uh, the all the links with with Dusty Rhodes, yeah, this swerved us. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But we better get on, Magsy. We better get on. We've got <laughs> it's a busy show. So much. So much to cover. Oh, dear me. A lot going on this week here on Chain Wrestling Live. Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Soy, an SJP World Media production. It's Gilbert Appreciation Night. I mean, what I better? What better after WrestleMania 39 than appreciating one of the, the unsung heroes of the Attitude Era? Gil- Dwayne Gilbert. <laughs> I am Sai, and with me as always is the Dwayne Gill to my happy pill, and God knows I'm going to need some of those this week, the Gilberg to my one listener in Luxembourg, Magsy. We're branching out. Wow. Branching out. Don't actually look it up yourself, though, because that listener doesn't exist. I use that country just because it rhymes with Gilberg. A podcaster that is totally at fault for all of this week's ridiculous Dwayne Gill bullshit, Mr. Mags. How have you been? Ah, I'm good. <laughs> I've been I've been waiting for this episode for months. Mm, okay, if you say so. <laughs> you I know people in the chat are saying they've been. Well, oh, yeah, okay. I don't want to disappoint the CWF, mate. I don't want to disappoint the CWF. And people in the chat have been talking about how excited they are about this episode. Who has joined us early doors, Mr. Magsy? So we have got King's Pig's Bladder. How are you today? Uh, Cam, Cam, you, you have done this, first of all. This is all you, Cam. Uh, Cam, quick, put a tape in the machine and press record. It's about to spark. And then he has a go at Mark Gilberg picture, which I, I, I found just shocking. Uh, <laughs> Cam, honestly, I am so excited. Had a shockingly shit day at work. So this is just what I need. And that's what we aim to do. We yeah. might hit this. With every fiber of our being, but we give you <laughs> what you want, unfortunately. Uh, and we'll suffer so you don't have to. Um, Cam said, Shame the youngest is still going nuts and isn't asleep yet. May have to miss the first 10. No, nope. sleeper hold. Just put her out and she'll be fine. So Imagine oh. your Gilberg, but applying a sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, Cam says she's on the cusp of going to sleep. Can't have the excitement of Gilbert rebound. <laughs> well, this is it. Like dad, like daughter. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Finally, we get there. Sharon, it's Monday night, and you know what that means. And Sharon gained lots of love 
Um, Dan Griffin, uh, evening, folks. Is it morning? Is it Monday? WrestleMania weekend has broken his brain. Yeah, and I've seen Dan's timeline, and he watched a lot of wrestling this weekend. Oh, yes. A lot of a wrestling. Lot. Yes. Uh, Cam says, Gilbert will be proud of that entrance. Yeah, the only thing we needed was more fire extinguishers, I think, uh, and and spark- sparklers. <laughs> and, and a Gilbert sign on the men's toilet door. That's... Brilliant, brilliant. King's Pink Spider says it's April, he knows that much. And then we have uh, Dan Kane in the building as well. Gilbert Tam, evening CWF. Uh, Connor saying hello, gentleman. So only uh, only mentioning you, I think. Um, yeah, that's about right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gam says you need to line up the bottom of your faces to meet the Gilbert at the tops. I, I, I can't. <laughs> You you don't look any different. You look <laughs> like Braun Strowman. Yeah, <laughs> a bit like Braun Strowman. Then <laughs> Dan Griffin mocking the poor Cody Rhodes, just disgusting. Dan, I don't know. You can sit there with yourself. The three-star general Cody Rhodes. I mean, America, America personified. Dan, have a bit of respect, sir. <laughs> Scottish data Gilberg streak is bigger than Goldberg streak. Yeah, well, mm. I think we're getting a bit overboard now on the Gilberg love. I'm feeling uh, a little bit like we've killed it. Um, I heard that WWE sold uh, uh, due to the endeavor of wanting to own the Gilbert or <laughs> <laughs> 17 minutes of it. I mean, that covers his whole, what, 15-year career with the yeah. company. Um, Dan Griffin, it's time, it's time, it's Gilberg time. Gilberg deserves better, Mags. I mean, sorry, I'm, I am not a Photoshop <laughs> artist. I don't. I know I'm, I make it look good every week, but I am an amateur at this. <laughs> I think it looks good, Magsy. I think it looks good. And, and Dan says he finished off show 14 of the weekend. Jesus, Dan, you are committed, sir. But I'd be all the... wrestled, ain't mate. <laughs> you would. That is the <laughs> chat all caught up. Awesome stuff. So then, I suppose, seeing as it is Gilberg Appreciation Night, we better get on with our first segment of the show. Mm-hmm. It's Mags versus Sai with it's a special not, topic. It's not today. Is it not? I'm calling an audible. Okay. We're going to this section. People, take alert! Oh. A teeny weeny. Oh, we've not had one of these for a long, long time. Um, but over uh, WrestleMania weekend, somebody showed their whole ass to the wrestling world. Um, so at uh, WrestleCon, uh, which is one of those events that spring up around WrestleMania, that whole kind of uh, wrestling macro economy. Um, a wrestler called Giselle Shaw. Uh, she's a Impact star. Um, she said that um, Rick Steiner of the Steiner Brothers um, called her some horrific names in um, basically in front of the public, in front of other wrestlers. Um, now, for for those who don't know, Giselle Shaw is um, transgender, and um, Rick. Uh, she heard somebody shouting in the background while she was uh, doing her uh, appearance at WrestleCon, 
calling her a dude, calling her filth, a piece of trash, uh, told her to get the fuck away. Um, she then uh, went to find who it was, and it turns out it was it was Rick Steiner, repeated the same words to her face. Um, and then as Shaw, uh, Giselle Shaw looked around for, for people to, to help, a lot of other wrestlers were avoiding eye contact, um, looking away, pretending they, they, they didn't hear. Um, basically, back to pre-hashtag uh, me to pre-the um, uh, speaking out of club for the boys. Uh, this poor, poor woman uh, was was absolutely abused. Luckily, social media is uh, an amazing tool for for uh, uh, justice and for um, reactions. And um, Rick Steiner was removed from the uh, the rest of his appearances at, at WrestleCon and uh, a lot of his appearances that, uh, during WrestleMania weekend. Uh, and some uh, big-name wrestlers came out in support of uh, Giselle, including Chris Jericho, who tweeted that... Uh, that Rick uh, had done similar things to him when he was in WCW, uh, that he'd always been a bully. Um, and it's just, it's just sad that in the year 2023, we have still got this mindset from wrestlers that that they, they can go around and just absolutely abuse people for no reason whatsoever. Have they not learned that wrestling is for everyone? So, yeah, this... This week, uh, we have to put Rick Steiner in uh, as a pimple dick. 100%. I did think about doing, as you just said, Maxie, bringing the, that segment up with regards to Rick Steiner. But then I thought, I don't really want to give the guy any airtime. I don't want to mention his name. But I'm glad you have. I'm glad you have. Now, Giselle Shaw, uh, me, Sharon, and my family have met a couple of times. She has wrestled for Evolution Wrestling down here in Gloucester. And I cannot put forward a nicer person to meet. She was absolutely fantastic. So pleasant with all of us. Um, I got a lovely picture of Giselle with my mum and my youngest daughter as well. Uh, absolutely superb. And a brilliant talent as well. Yeah. Now, as you have said, wrestling is for everyone. There should be no exclusions for whatever reason. And as far as I'm concerned... It's your life. You only get one. You live it how you please. Whatever makes you comfortable, you happy, go for it. That's life. That's the way it should be. To be judged, called out, and abused in a in in, in any setting, but it's in you know, a public setting like that as well, is just downright disgusting. And yeah, Rick Steiner, you are an absolute piece of shit. All the people online. All the people on Twitter saying, "Well, I don't know." I mean, we are, in this day, and, I mean, there's one fucking idiot tweeting all the time saying, uh, "Well, in this day and age of modern technology, why haven't we got any audio or video footage? Where's the proof?" I'm not believing oh, this until we. That see is it. a that's a statement like, that grinds me when you people absolutely say, "Can you prove it?" Shit bag, pimple dick, ass piece. You know, it's this. And now, actually, a a a. TNA, uh, what impact as it's called? My referee has stepped forward and said, "I was there, I saw it. Here's your proof. I'm, I'm a witness." And we've had a few other people come forward on social media as well and say, "I've, I've said this as well. You know, I, I've been there, and uh, you know, I was there. I was a witness, and so on." So that's good. But the fact that Giselle Shaw was having her integrity questioned when you've got somebody who effectively is a dinosaur in the business. Let's be honest. 
And I also think he wasn't massively relevant even in the peak of his career. You know, Scott was the one with the charisma. Scott was the one with the ability. Rick Steiner was a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, you talk about the Steiner brothers, everyone thinks of Scott. You know, it's just like, why on earth would Giselle Shaw, to all those people saying, where's the proof? Why, why would she make that up? Yeah. Exactly. Why would she make that up? And if she's doing it for clout or doing it to get attention, why the fuck would she pick Rick Steiner? He wasn't relevant 20 fucking or 30 fucking years ago. Never mind now. So, yeah, absolutely. Get in the bin, you absolute disgusting piece of shit, Rick Steiner. Yeah. And the people who who heard and saw what happened and, and did mm. nothing to put Rick in his place. This this exactly. needs to stop, and as Connor Connor says, uh, it's not just in wrestling; it's it's all over uh, all over the world, all over the uh, society. This kind of bullshit needs to stop. Um, if you see somebody um, being a, abused like this, call them out. Absolutely, call them out because the, it's scummy. It's absolutely scummy. Mm-hmm. And this guy, uh, Rick Starner, is on the board of a sco- of his of his kid's school. Yeah. Just ridiculous. What a horrible mindset to have in this day and age. Just people struggle enough to be happy at the best of times. And and you've got ass clowns like this showing their fucking arsehole. Yeah, they're just, what a knob. What a knob. Exactly, mate. Exactly. And uh, she probably won't ever hear this, but Giselle Shaw know that Jay Muslin uh, and everyone associated with it is fully behind you. And fuck Rick Steiner. He's a piece Absolutely. of... Well, I'll, 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 you know, beep it. Well, I say beep it. It's me that does the editing later on. I'll <laughs> Bloke's a cunt. Whoops, C-bomb. Should we get Sharon involved? <laughs> Quizmaster Sharon. I was expecting was entrance music. And it You're going to get some music. I just wanted to, to see if you wanted to chip in on this. Rick Steiner is a dickhead. Um, I'm, I'm with Si. We've met. Giselle Shaw a few times with the kids um, at the local wrestling shows. She's been nothing but kind. She is amazing with the kids. Our kids don't like having their pictures taken because they're typical kids. She's always managed to get a picture with them. Oh, that's amazing. So from our point of view, from our house, you know, I mean, it goes without saying we're 100% behind her and we support her in every which way. Absolutely. Now, uh, with that being said, um, let's let's draw a line under it. Rick Steiner, you are a douche. Time to quiz about Gilberg. Lags soy. Lags soy. Oh, good lord. (laughs) (laughs) And seeing as Mags V. Sai drops on Gilberg Appreciation Night, we have a specialist subject, Magsy, don't we? Which I'm amazed amazed it's never popped up on Mastermind. I really am. (laughs) So, for for a little bit of a a peek behind the curtains, we send our questions to Sharon for her to, to, to read out. And I actually wrote more questions than I should have because I thought there was going to at least be some crossover. 
Because there's not a lot about uh, Gilbert's career to pick at. There's not a lot of meat on those bones. But Sharon said there was no crossover questions whatsoever. So between us, we covered 10 questions. That is amazing. Yes. Uh, also, it was incredibly difficult to do. And I realized <laughs> horrible. I know nothing about Gilberg, even though it seems there's not much to know. So I imagine <laughs> I'm going to get tranked here. But there we go. Quizmaster Sharon, your Gilberg questions, if you will, please. I shall start asking Simon's question to Mr. Max. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Max, question one. What the hell does that say? Does that mean Dwayne I don't know. Gill? Is that the answer? I'll take that as an answer. I don't know. <laughs> Dwayne Gill. Yeah, that's his name. Yeah. Right. Okay. You're right in shocking. Um, Dwayne Gill <laughs> won the light heavyweight title in which state? Oh. A, a state of ecstasy, I would have said. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know um, That's correct, I suppose. He would have been very happy. <laughs> I mean, I have absolutely no clue. This is going to be a proper punt. I'm going to go with Pennsylvania. Incorrect. <laughs> Has Sar written the questions in crayon again? <laughs> <laughs> It's shocking. I know where Charlie gets it from now. Um, the answer is Ohio. Okay, fair play. See, I, I was really never got that. Trying to find these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Mags was going to have this because of the research he did and the lack of effort you put in. So <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, Mr. Simon. Hello. Gilberg is the longest reigning light heavyweight champion in company history, defending the title around the world. But how many different companies outside of the WWF did Gilberg defend the title in? I've got no idea. So this is literally just going to be grabbing at anything. Um, he held it for over a year. Six. <sighs> So close. Yeah, I actually I dropped a little bit then. <laughs> Seven. Oh. Max just put all the abbreviations in, which I know what none of them stand for. Okay. So I think it's Maryland <laughs> Maryland Championship Wrestling, uh, Mid Mid East Wrestling Federation, I think. Um, and then jug the last one is Juggalo. It did wrestle for the the RCP one Juggalo Championship Wrestling. I don't know the he's a president of that, isn't he? <laughs> 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 yeah. Interesting. Um, Mr. Max. Hello. Essa Rios ended Gilberg's long light heavyweight title reign. But who ended Rio's one month reign? <sighs> I mean, it's, it's likely it went back to Christian. But then is it... Yeah, I'm going to go with Christian. You are incorrect. Oh. The answer is Dean Malenko. Oh, I mean, I, I should, it's obvious now you say it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mr. Simon. Yes. Gilberg defended the WWF light heavyweight title 16 times during his reign. With the 10 second leeway, how long was the longest recorded match time? <laughs> With a 10 second leeway. Oh, um, I don't think he's ever gone over two minutes, does he? I'll say two minutes. You're heavily incorrect. Oh, okay. There's so much I could say there, but I won't. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is seven minutes and 57 seconds. It went oh, over okay. two minutes against Triple H in a match you literally watched. Yeah, but that wasn't for his title, was it? Yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah. I mean, Triple H doesn't qualify as a light heavyweight, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does Gilbert qualify as well, a heavyweight? Yeah, fair point. <laughs> Mr. Max, where was Gilberg billed from when wrestling as Terry Turtle? So that's when he was the Ninja Turtles. It's, now, it could be New York, or it could be the sewers. <laughs> the sewers. <laughs> I'm going to go with New York for some reason. Yeah, you are incorrect. It... Sorry. <laughs> I got a bit excited. Um, the answer is Tarrytown, Texas. Is that a real place? I think so, yeah. I've got a clue. Wow. Well, I thought it was such a silly name. <laughs> Tarrytown. <laughs> Apologies sounds... to anyone listening who's from Tarrytown. It definitely sounds made up. <laughs> it does. We're not very good at this, Mags, are we? I know we're not appreciating Gilberg very well. We're not at all. We're not at all. We apologise, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Simon. Yes. Gilberg's last WWE appearance was in January 2001, but what other superstar was parodied in the segment Gilberg appeared in? Ooh. Oh, do you know what? I read this earlier. I read this. I oh my god. I got no. I can't. I don't know. I'm gonna have to pass. No guesses. Hmm. Oh, I don't. I can't. No, I can't even think. Go on. The answer is Drew McIntyre. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> it, was, it was on a, a segment with the Miz and Morrison. Okay. Right. Uh. Mr. Max. Hello. Gilberg actually won a match on Raw in February 1999, beating Goldust. But who interfered to help Gilberg win? Oh, around that time, you would have thought... It was the job squad. Uh, one second. Oh dear, dear, dear. Maxi dealing with an invader. <laughs> I've got a room invader. Come here, in fact, come here. Look, look who's <laughs> do invading. You, do you know, little one, who interfered? And in... <laughs> hello. <laughs> He's there. Um, right, can you go out? 
She's been accosted. Um, I bet you've WhatsApped her and she's just bought you the answer on a bit of card. <laughs> <laughs> so it was gold, gold dust, did you say, the match? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, I'm going to say the job squad. Ooh, it's one specific guy. Okay, mm. then Bob Holly. Oh, you are incorrect. The answer is the blue meanie. Part of the job squad. That was so close. Yeah, you should have half a point for that, maybe. What do you reckon, Quizmaster Sharon? I, I mean, I, I don't know because I didn't know he was in the job squad. So. <laughs> I, I mean, that half point may, may be critical. It may be crucial at this point <laughs> in this tense contest. Dan Griffin, I wouldn't put it past Mags to enlist child labour to win. If she'd have known the answer, she'd have been in here a long time before now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Mr. Simon. Yes. Gilberg's last physicality in the WWE took place in February 2017. Who kicked his ass? 2017? Oh my goodness. Um... I oh my word twenty I'm gonna have to say Goldberg, but I think that was much much earlier. You are incorrect. The answer is Kevin Owens during the Festival of Friendship. Oh my god, of course. Oh, this is Max. You can put it out of the bag now. You can get this question right. It's sudden death. Clean sweep. (laughs) To stop us getting, to stop us ending in a nil-nil draw this week. I hope you play some tense music in the background. I do. I can't do it on YouTube because we'll get done for copyright. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Max. Go on. Who was Gill's last opponent before retiring in 2020? Ooh. Was it his man? I'm thinking it was he had a friend called was it Barry Hardy I'm going to go with him Barry Hardy you are incorrect the answer is James Ellsworth oh Mr. Norchin Mr. Norchin indeed yes Barry Hardy was the other Ninja Turtle wasn't he yeah 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 Fifth and final question for you, Mr. Simon. This has been excruciating. (laughs) Tension. (laughs) Gilbert's last match for the WWE was in December 2007 in the Raw 15th Anniversary Battle Royale, featuring notable gimmicks from previous years of Raw. Gilbert was eliminated by pretty much everyone, but who was eliminated just after him? Oh my goodness, I don't think I've ever seen that. Um, I did. And it's crap. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, I think we're going to end up here very much with a a, a nil-nil draw, mate. I don't... What was the year again, Sharon, sorry? Um, 2007. But it's all old gimmicks, is it? One of the Bushwhackers. Incorrect. Oh. The answer is Bob Backlund. Oh, really? Why? Okay. Yeah. 
they, they, they basically Gilbert was the last person out and the whole of the gimmicks just picked him up and threw him out the ring and then Bob got eliminated seconds later. Why? Yeah. Uh, okay, so there we go. So, a nil-nil draw. Well, that was fucking dreadful. On Gilbert appreciation that we got zero out of ten. You dumb motherfucker! That was painful. <laughs> it was like watching, Gil- like watching Gilbert <laughs> matches. Oh, yeah. Don't you'll get Cam Griffin all upset. But there we go. Nil-nil, a draw. So what, what are you winning, Magsy? 3-1, I think it is, isn't it, to you? 3-1-1 one, one now. 3-1-1. Mm, oh, dear me. Sharon, thank you so, so much for taking a chunk of your evening to officiate this fucking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> we, we massively appreciate you taking the time to listen to us not know anything about the person we are basically meant to be appreciating. <laughs> <laughs> that was embarrassing, let's be fair. Sharon, thank you so much. It was awesome. Uh, is there anything you want to plug quickly, get people to follow or anything like that before you depart? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off to finish Married at First Sight. Ah, fair enough. Go and enjoy your programme, my love. We'll see you in the chat shortly. Bye-bye. Thanks again, Sha. Shall we have a quick scan through the chat, my friend, before we get on to our non-wrestling topic and the only part of the show, I suppose, that is our non-Gilberg topic. Yeah, thank thank the Lord. Ironically, Cam is is right at the end of the the comments. He hasn't uh, commented uh, once, but... um, Dan Griffin says he's watched about 35 hours of wrestling. Then uh, uh, He must be insane. And then he he thought he was the pimple dick for mocking the Poundland Homelander. Um, but lots of uh, lots of people are absolutely agreeing with us that, that um, Rick Steiner is a fucking piece of shit uh, for what he did. Um, Connor telling people uh, about how he's had to put up with uh, some some name cro- uh, calls and 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 some grief over over uh, the last few months, uh, and thankfully the CWF uh, banded round him and said that they're sorry that he had to put up with it. Um, and people are dickheads; they are, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and it's sad that that two years after speaking out, we're still having issues like this. Um, the, and Dan said the Wankstains who's uh who said, What about Rick's freedom of speech can fuck off and all? Abuse is not free speech, and if your free no. speech is harmful to others, it's not free speech, it is hate speech. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Um <laughs> written his questions in crayon. Uh Ohio represent there. Uh, kind of happy with the Ohio. Dan, I wouldn't put it past Max to enlist child's labor to win. Well, I didn't. And if she got it wrong anyway, so that's her <laughs> on gruel for the next week. Gruel. Uh, Dan Griffin saying he doesn't remember Gilberg being in the Festival of Friendship segment at all. Yeah, it was um, It was in the lead-up for, for Kevin Owens versus Goldberg, I think, wasn't it? Okay, um, right. And uh, Jericho brought Gilberg out to... For him, for um, Kevin Owens to face, and he just stunned him and kicked the shit out of him. Um, <laughs> Dan Griffin says that's Mr. No Chin Nonce, James Ellsworth. Yep, absolutely. What a scumbag. Can you imagine that being a retirement match and it's and it's that knobhead? Mm. Jesus. This match was a nil-nil with no shots on goal. Oh, this was defensive. We went super defensive. Um Mini Mags appreciating Gilberg as well. Exactly. She she had to do a running 
on a Gilberg episode. It was always going to happen. <laughs> Gilberg is the West Brom of wrestling. Not good enough for the big leagues, but too good for the second tier. Exactly. He's, he's, the guy was underappreciated in his time. Okay, if you say so. Shall we move on with our non-wrestling topic then, Magsy? It's almost like you don't want to talk any any Gilberg anymore. We're 37 minutes into the show. I think we've spoken enough Gilberg for now, and I know we're coming back to four whole matches. You want um, a palate cleanser, do you? Yes. NWT time. Oh! No wrestling talk here. It's the non-wrestling topic. Lovely. Nice. Lovely. Nice. Oh, lovely. Lovely. So then, so then, so then. Cam Griffin in the chat. I'm not feeling the appreciation of Gilberg, so I will try much, much harder when we get round to his glittering four WWE matches selected for us to talk about later. But yes, there we go. Our non-wrestling topic this week is a continuation, but I suppose the opposite of what we did last week. Last week, we looked at things that you thought were going to be a brilliant bargain, but ended up to be crap. This week, we're looking at brilliant bargains. Mm-hmm. Things you picked up for, for virtually no money, and they've completely exceeded your expectations. And we had quite a few messaging into the show once again, Mags, didn't we? We did. Just just like last week, we had people who uh, who wasted the money. We've also got the same people who love a bargain. Exactly, exactly. We're off the gamble sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will read them out in the rough order they came into us. And <laughs> we start with Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. He says, paid £250 per year for my town season ticket for about seven seasons. That's Huddersfield Town he supports, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That includes promotion season, two years in the Premier League, and a playoff season. As always at Tyne, it's a complete roller coaster. Considering some championship teams charge £650, it's been an absolute bargain. I bet. Yeah. That's you that's bet. quality. That's yeah, absolute to, quality. Yeah, you tend to find as well, when clubs get promoted, their prices might go up. Yeah, but when um, they get relegated, they don't go back down. Oh no! It's it's the typical uh, prices rise like a balloon and and drop like a feather. Mm, exactly, exactly. Uh, Danny, bargain, that is it is cracking. One hundred and fifty. You think about it, how many home games a season you're getting? Twenty. Well, yeah. Like, well, twenty three in the championship. Twenty three. So you know, two plus all, games. Right? cup games. Yeah. Oh. Well, that is really good. Uh, Danny at Scottish Juggalo. I'll tell you what, actually, sorry, if we that one, I think that's cheaper than Gloucester City, you know? I mean, that's fair. At Scottish Juggalo on Twitter, he says, managed to get the entire series of Bad Girls on DVD for seven quid in CEX. Could hardly <laughs> believe it. Bad <laughs> Girls? That just sounds like, a, that sounds like a dirty movie. I mean, it, it probably is um, somewhere, but it, it was the... the, the the prison show, kind of like a British version of uh, Prisoner Cell Block H. It had um, oh, okay. Shirley from EastEnders was like the main character, but not right. obviously not Shirley from EastEnders. She played somebody that. else. Yeah. yeah, that was a cracking show. Seven quid, dirt cheap. Seven quid. Wow, Danny, you got the DVDs there, mate. You know you want to start podcasting about it. I know a <laughs> network that'll carry that show. <laughs> 
Dan Griffin at Dan Griffin 21 on Twitter. He says, I went to see Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko fight for the IBF, WBA and IBO heavyweight titles in Wembley in a box with free food and as much three booze as I could drink for three. Best bargain of my life. That is that is superb. Isn't it? I feel he's mentioned this multiple times yes. now. Yeah. And I normally follow it up by saying I saw Iron Maiden in a very similar way. Three tickets, three, you know, the the the, the box and what and all the booze and food included. Yeah. Absolutely superb. And and I got to see Bolton Wanderers versus Blackburn Rovers for free as well. It's not quite the same, is it? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> One of these things are slightly different. <laughs> it is. Uh, Glenn Abbott, <laughs> DDT Bestie, it says here at Wrestle, uh, at GA WrestleNet, sorry, on GA Twitter. WrestleNet. Yeah, so I, I just started reading that as a word, and I was going to go at Gal WrestleNet, which isn't the same thing at all. No. But there we go, at GA WrestleNet, Glenn Abbott, our friend here, once bought a box of records from a guy that was giving up DJing for a tenner, and there was a rare Rod Stewart in it that I sold for £100. Amazing. I mean, what DJ has Rod Stewart in his, in his arsenal? Well, you're always, you know, a bit of backup. You never know when you're on a bit of the old rod, do you? Or so I've heard. Oh, you're going to be as rude as you like with me. Who were a missus? I guess, I suppose. It's not a... I mean, the fact that you got it for the whole box for a ten and then sold that one on for a, for a mm. one that's that is a bargain. I mean, yeah, definitely. No, no doubt about it. I, I don't tend to do it so much anymore because it just doesn't tend to happen, but... Because vinyl's back in favour. Oh, it's now, cool it? now and again. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And there's a few vinyl shops popping up in Gloucester now and people selling like records for like ridiculous amounts of money just because it's cool and they got pretty lighting outside their shop and so on. Before it became popular again, I used to look around all the charity shops and just seeing who's ditched all their music this week. And sometimes you'd find absolute nonsense. There was always a lot of Engelbert Humperdinck. A lot. In, <laughs> in Gloucester. Yeah. In it's a big in Gloucester. <laughs> He must have been, mate. He must have been. But every now and again, it'd be like, oh, some some aging rocker or some metalhead has decided to get rid of their LPs because you just find a random like twenty albums there for like you know fifty p each or something like that. Brilliant stuff. And you bought them all. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, totally. And now you're flogging them for hundred quid a pop. I wish. <laughs> The Villain King, our great friend at officialab underscore POS. They say, went to a yard sale. I was deep in loans and credit card debt and would find retro video games and such to resell on eBay. Went to one and find nothing but halfway to back to my car. I turned to look back and saw something in a milk crate. Vectrex with 13 games. Bought for $10. Sold for 285 Why? Banging. Banging sale. Uh, What's a Vectrex? Vectrex? Uh, it's a it's a ye olde style of console. Okay, like I've never pre, heard of pre 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 like Mega Drive way before then, kind of like almost like the Atari era. Okay, yeah, uh, nice. Two hundred eighty five dollars, bloody hell, that is good going. Thirteen games as well. Yeah. Connor knows soccer at Connor knows footy on Twitter. He says, and has included a couple of pictures here as well. Bought this season. He's, he's sucking up to you again, Magsy. He's creeping. Oh, and he's I creeping. love it. And I love it. Never see Connor in a Gloucester City shirt, do you? No. I don't think you could get them in, in Ohio. 
Mm, yeah, I suppose you're right. Uh, bought this season's Burnley home shirt on sale from Classic Football Shirts. The original price was £50, and he's for $61. The sale price was $30, plus a £5, sorry, $5 tax and $8 international shipping fee. Comes to a total of $40 for a normal $80 to $90 shirt. Glad to have it in my collection. You can't uh, even get them in Burnley at that price. No. No, so he's he's a, he's a cracking deal. Yeah, it's like sixty quid shirt here in Burnley. Bloody hell, that's ridiculous. And it, doesn't it look good on him as well? It does. It does. What are your thoughts, Maxi, on wearing different clubs' shirts? I mean, we have slightly touched on this before. I'm not a massive fan of it. Uh, hmm. I know it's a, a popular thing now to have. Uh, a lot of retro kind of kits from from other clubs, which I get. Um, but then it, that's two-faced of me because I bought the reversible Man United shirt because it looked absolutely amazing. Um, so I'm not massively for it, but I understand it because there is some pretty smart-looking uh, football shirts. Mm. I suppose different countries as well. Different, yeah, different foreign clubs are, are a lot less of an issue, but... Going around and, and wearing different like English clubs, yeah, it's, that's mm. not for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't like either. There we go. Steve-O, it's that time of the week again, at Total Steve-O on Twitter. Uh, he says here, I've had a pair of hair clippers I use for my facial hair since age of 15, 20 years later, and I still use them. They're fantastic. My mum, for Christmas, around 10 years ago, got me a body shaver from Niddle. Again, still use it. Okay. Good stuff. Amazing. <laughs> no, yeah, well, yeah. That's lasted. That's lasted. It's uh, it's frugal. It's it is. You don't mind paying a bit more over the odds either, do you? If no. it's going to last you that long, because you're saving money long, aren't you? Yeah, uh, my um, head shaver, head clippers. I think we paid maybe about fifty quid, uh, and I've had them. A decade, wireless, still holds loads of charge. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you you get what you pay for, um, mm. and it can still be an absolute bargain because of how much use you get out of it. Yeah, exactly. I think we have more from Steve-O, but I'm not 100% sure if I've got it. So I'll wait to the end and see if I've missed it. But yes. um, I don't think that we have. That's Are the only one I asked for. Okay, in that case, then, I've not missed anything. Which is good. <laughs> <Brilliant>. <laughs> Uh, we have here Fox Grapple Arcade at Grapple Arcade on Twitter. They say typically all mine are wrestling themed. Oh, apart from newspaper listing in 2004, picked up a Mega Drive, four controllers, big joypad, and 45 games for 35 quid. Bloody hell. That's cracking. That's, That's amazing. Cracking. <laughs> I bought a weight bench off him too, but he stung me on that. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> That's where he got his money back. That's where he's absolutely yeah. got his money back. Now, that's one thing um, for, I mean, I always get weary of buying secondhand stuff out of a newspaper, things like that. I would, I think I've probably been stung a couple of times with uh, stuff that haven't lived up to expectations from buying from that, your local paper. Right, okay. He's a braver man than me. Yeah, but still, mate. 45 games, all those controllers. The Mega Drive was a class as well, weren't they? Yeah, absolutely. They were so good. So good. Loved the Mega Drive. 
at good bad wrestle on twitter good cop bad cop wrestling a podcast they say this one is pretty good and we have a picture of vince mcmahon buying the wwf in 1982 for one million dollars and now selling it reportedly for 9.3 billion that's uh i mean to be fair i think endeavor have got a bit of a bargain as well um because they will make that money back in spades with the the wwe um yeah, we've where, not really touched upon this, it yet. No, I was about to ask, Maxi, where do you think this goes now then? Because Vincent Marl apparently is going to be an executive still. Mm-hmm. There's talk about pay-per-views going back to being actual pay-per-views as opposed to on the network. Okay. The network is now, in America at least, owned by Peacock, isn't it? No, it is leased by Peacock. Leased by Peacock. Okay. Mm-hmm. So where does that leave the WWE as a business okay so um at least until 2026 i believe um the peacock deal would still be in 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 place so um in terms of of losing pay-per-views and losing access to uh the content at least in america that's um that's a, an issue that they they don't really need to worry about. I mean, 2026 will come quickly. Don't get me wrong. Um, now, in terms of the UK, it's going to be a little bit more. Um, it's going to be a little bit more harder to to see where the WWE or Endeavor go with this um, because we still have the network, which is run by WWE. So. Mm. Um, that could easily be closed up and uh, enveloped with uh, the UFC's Fat Pass um, service. Now, the issue would be um, that we would then potentially lose a lot of network content um, and then lose access to the, the premium live events. Now, UFC, they love charging a premium for their uh, UFC events, Um the prices, okay. the prices of the the numbered pay per views in the US are around a hundred dollars for for uh, uh, the 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 UK. Well, for the four K version, uh, but here in the UK, um, the UFC have a deal with BT Sport, um, so a lot of the the events are free, and um, well, they're including your package. Yes, but they they have the right to reserve big events and hold them back for a, basically a, a a second kind of double dip into people's pockets and charge pay per view uh, prices. Um, so for your likes of Conor McGregor, uh, John Jones, all big stars, if they're on pay per view, uh, it's likely that in Britain you would have to pay for that. Um, I think the the UFC deal with BT runs out at the end of next year. Um, I think ironically as well, that's when the, the, the WWE contract runs out as well. So I'm sure Endeavor will be working to get those broadcastings. Um, my worry would in the, in the interim would be, are we going to lose WWE network access? Mm-hmm. Because, I, I feel that we'll go back to an old pay-per-view uh, model. Yeah. 
which I mean, it's 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 grim, and this kind of ties into our our, our topic because as much as you can dislike the WWE, nine ninety nine for all the content that they provide on the network per month is a huge bargain. It's absolutely massive. Um, well, that was going to be my when it when at the end of us, us running through. That was going to be my bargain. Was the network because you got, I get so much use out of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so to see that potentially go away um, is a worry. But if it is enveloped in with with Fire Pass and they keep all of the content, uh, then it may become an even more of a bargain, uh, especially for for me. It'll save me a subscription. Uh-huh. But the deal apparently won't be finalised till uh, uh, near the end of the year, so I'm sure between now and then more details uh, will come out. Um, and to be fair to Endeavour, they when they bought the UFC, uh, uh, there was a lot of suspicion that they'd overpaid, and the content that has come out since Endeavour took over, the quality has been um, way better in terms of production, uh, in terms of amount, uh, so much more content. The issue is Vince McMahon sneaking his way back under the table. Um, mm. With uh, with the UFC, uh, Endeavour don't seem to have an issue letting Dana White have free reign, uh, even when um, things in his, his own personal life um, aren't exactly respectable i mean there was on the whole uh new year's uh day party where he uh he slapped his wife and he faced zero repercussions about it whatsoever so i don't think um any kind of vince mcmahon sex scandals would would phase them whatsoever and clearly not because part of the deal was to uh was to keep vince mcmahon uh involved he he was to to uh endeavor the face of wrestling so that's a massive issue that we're going to go back to the days of Vince at the helm because yeah. the majority of the rest of the world have enjoyed um, WWE under Triple H way more than they've enjoyed recent WWE under Vince McMahon. So, hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. There's also the, I suppose, the extra spanner in the works of BT as well. BT Sport has been bought up by somebody as well, hasn't it? Um, it the I th- FPN? I th- well, I think they were in talks. I don't know if the, the deal has gone through. Um, I'm going to look that up. But I'm, I know that they're in talks for BT Sports. Uh, I think it was Zone that was actually buying BT Sports. Okay. Um yeah that kind of went quiet oh, and they're showing it on the screen that's amazing um, don't be putting your search history up there mate <laughs> exactly <laughs> what people knowing about that midget porn <laughs> Dwayne Gill naked is is, is your uh, Google search. <laughs> uh, but yeah I think the 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 BT Sports it was the zone um but it has gone a little bit quiet off the boil a little bit um mm. But yeah, there's a lot of moving parts in this, um, and it's going to be it's going to be a, a nervous time to be yeah. a, a wrestling fan and also a wrestling content creator because 
we rely heavily on the network to yeah. be as it is for this show. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to oh. see how it goes. Yeah. So you say you've got till the end of the year, you think, before it goes through. Yeah, so. well, the, after dotting all the T's and crossing all the I's, yeah, it's going to be uh, uh, at the end of the year. So on the, just to be on the safe side then, with regards to content creating and so on, Scottish Danny cancel all plans between now and Christmas. We've got a lot of WCW to watch, my friend. Um, <laughs> um, Jesus. So uh, you were you mentioned about BT, and mm-hmm. it was it was dissolved, but apparently uh, now Warner Brothers uh, have closed the transaction to buy up the BT Group. Okay. Uh, so they're now going to be called uh, from next year um, Sports Joint Venture. So. Yeah. interesting times pal interesting times. interesting scary times for people yeah. who don't like change that's very very scary well that would be me so <laughs> oh, doctor who is now on itvx that blew my mind I'm trying A to sort bbc show on yeah. itvx via britbox still but you gotta subscribe to the other one and go oh mate it's, it's been a turbulent time in the power household with that that's wow. blown my little my little head does adverts during <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> I don't sound like that. Um, <laughs> at Pigs Bladders on Twitter, he says, for the best bargains or deals, I get on a regular basis when I'm on shift. Got a cheap whole chicken yesterday. Sunday dinner was <laughs> lovely. <laughs> Last week, massive five pound pizza for just over a quid. We can take home the out-of-date flowers, so I earn some brownie points. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean the the joys of working in retail. Um, yeah, I mean a, a cheap chicken just <laughs> rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Lovely. Uh, he continues here, pigs matters. When you do your online shop and they price match the substitutes, I'm a right type mod, so I don't go for brand names on most things. But when you get a free upgrade, it's awesome. Like traveling by bus to town, and you get told to use the helicopter instead. <laughs> a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, I, I love the substitutions. Um, until they substitute it with something that is not even the same thing whatsoever. Yeah, like, yeah, when you, like really weird alien. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you'll get uh, a pack of bananas. Oh, we we had no bananas, so we brought you this block of cheese. You think? Yeah, not really what I wanted, but anyway. We had it from Iceland, mate. We had, um, they do like one pound pizzas and they're great for the kids. Just chuck them in the oven and whatnot. You know, uh, I bought a bloody load of them, just stack up the freezer. They didn't have any. So they sent the restaurante jobs instead. Oh, the, and the I was Dr. like, look at this. Is yeah. that the Dr. Erker ones? Yeah. They're, they're proper good, man. Proper good. But then the other side of the coin, we have Branston's beans here. Sharon won't have anything else, you know, and mm-hmm. the kids don't like anything else, so it's always Branston. They ran out of Branston beans, they sent Heinz. Now, I was all right with that, but everyone else was like, what is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand Hans beans. Cannot stand no. them. Yeah, I'd rather have no beans than Hans beans. Yeah, Sharon's the same thing. Bit of pepper in it, mate. Doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, it's just... It's so sweet. It's They, they taste like they've got syrup in them. Oh, okay. To be fair, I've not had them for ages, so who knows? Fair enough. Uh, Millwall Chris at Millwall Chris One on Twitter. 
He says, the WrestleMania watch along that I just went to was a bit of a touch. Three booze, three food, three WrestleMania merchandise. Winner, winner. Also went to Anthony Joshua's first title defense against Dominic Briazil. Is that how you say that? Briazil, I think. Yeah. In a box at the O2 for three. Booze and food included. Oh, the O2 is where I went for, for Maiden. So, yeah, I can go along with that. But that WrestleMania watch along, I've never done anything like that, Max, where you've had like yeah, a big party was, or go He to... had a quiz as well. He tried cheating at the quiz by asking uh, in a group chat the answers. Did he? <laughs> I, think it was, I think the question was something like, who won the first ever match at WrestleMania? Tito Santana? Yeah, I think that was the answer, but our t- our group as they are were bastards and we're like putting don't the clown coco Ding. beware <laughs> gilberg <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> oh uh we have here cam at cam griff 92 on twitter got tickets to john legend at the o2 through sky rewards just by entering the draw to win i Fortunate never enough. win anything like that never i won tickets to, I can't even tell you the name of the band, but I won tickets to see a band through Planet Rock Radio. But I entered via text at work because it was playing in the work, the work radio in the factory. There's lots of noise. And I misheard who the band was. And I thought, amazing. I'm going to enter that, send the text off. Two days later, I got an email saying you've won. And it was a completely different band. And I misheard the name of them. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to go see them. So I sent it back. <laughs> <laughs> so nah <laughs> yeah I'm, like, I'm working that night mate sorry uh cam says fortunate enough for a few sporting events too england v new zealand sticks out as i've always wanted to see the hacker shame the england fans were knobs and booed the whole time what are your thoughts on the hacker magsy are you a rugby fan first of all um i'm not a massive rugby fan um like international tournaments and things like that. But yeah, the hacker is impressive, I think, isn't it? Yeah. I don't, I'm going to choose my words very carefully now so as not to offend any rugby fans or piss my wife off or anyone from New Zealand for that matter or the other countries that do it. I think like Samoa have one and stuff like that, don't they? I just think, you know, it's a bit shit when you're the other team and you're expected to stand there and just sort of let them go through it all. And I think that's, footage, the, that's the point. Is it's it to intimidate? Yeah. Just oh, is it intimidating? I mean, a lot of like fifteen massive blokes, like slapping the thighs and waving their arms at you, and then stomping forward. It's, I mean, I that's, we you know, no. If I was it. a rugby player, if I was a rugby player, that's not the bit I would find intimidating because you're stood in a line of all your mates. And then they stand in a line over there doing what they're doing and all that, right? And you know there's a good 20 yards between you or whatever it may well be. And that's kind of how it stays. The intimidating bit for me is when the referee blows the whistle and those big bastards are running towards you. That would be intimidating. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, on a different (laughs) level. But knowing that that 15 blokes are are doing a war dance before kickoff, yeah, yeah, that'd make you poo a little bit, surely. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose it's all, it's an ad for it anyway, isn't it? There was, it's, it's marketing. But, <laughs> it is <laughs> New Ze- marketing New Zealand shampoo, isn't it? They go, ah, Timote, clean your hair more like that. That's what they do. That's 
I mean, the 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 thoughts and um, comments of <laughs> do not represent all of us here at Chain Wrestling. Let's You're going to get Gary Lineker in a minute. I'm going to be here presenting it with Jermaine Genus or Abu Shira. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I get it, mate. I get it. Do you know what I don't like as well? When we're on the topic of New Zealand and sport and all that, yeah, that the New Zealand football team wear all white. Because even though I'm not a rugby fan, yeah, I know. But because I, I don't follow rugby, but I know New Zealand as the All Blacks and all that. I kind of want the football team to wear the same colour. Oh, do you? As a native of not New Zealand, yeah. Okay, I get your point. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you, I hate you with every fiber of my being because you wear white when the rest of you wear black. You yeah, absolute bastards. It doesn't make a lot. Of, okay, it's just me even getting upset. Anya is in the chat with hashtag cancel. Oh, thanks, you don't even Anya. need to. Yeah. You don't even need to hashtag it. He's done it himself. He's cancelling himself. Oh, am I getting in trouble? Do you think? Everyone has to get oh, shall it's, I just it's go? viral now? Two people have <laughs> put it in viral. Three oh my god, everyone, stop it. <laughs> I'm so sorry if I've offended anybody out there from New Zealand or otherwise. We're going to get or... a tweet from Timothy UK saying they do not like what you have said about about the hacker <laughs> out of all of that it's the concern about a tweet from somebody who makes shampoo is the thing that you're getting hung up on <laughs> the, the, the lever brothers are very powerful you know sir yeah uh, fair enough fair enough that's all i've got mate from from twitter this week that's all we got thank the lord jesus <laughs> wept oh, oh. what about yourself mags is there any bargains that have not been mentioned yet um so i i uh um, I frequent a website called hotukdeals.com. Um, basically, it's it's all it's like a forum um, of people who go around and when they find a bargain, they'll post it in this uh, in this um, um, forum and and basically the 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 mass of of people there will will buy up everything uh, lock, stock, and barrel. Um, had some really cheap uh deals from there they could have got a pair of walking boots for like four quid on there once i got carlos a regatta coat for like eight quid uh but it actually um it led me to another website that's actually called discount dragon now this this is a very recent one but it sticks in my mind so well um we bought so from this discount dragon, it, it's kind of like um, short shelf life products. Uh, what you what you get in like shops and supermarkets. So we got um, ten packets of McVitie's um, digestive biscuits for a penny each. Why? Okay. <laughs> we got. Um, I think there was about four bottles of Hans ketchup for like thirty pence. Um. Two jars of of honey, um, but it, it's uh it's not like honey that you would put on toast or in your porridge or anything like that. It's smoked, um, smoked chipotle and paprika honey. So it's basically for for basting over meat. They were a penny a, a jar, a penny a jar. So so what's wrong that, with them then? 
Absolutely nothing. It's just they have short shelf life. So um, the the sell by date for the biscuits is something like July. They they go out out of date in July. Um, but okay. yeah, discount dragon. It's called. That's insane. Is that like a minimum spend? I think it's it might be twenty quid for to qualify for free delivery, um, but. You, there's so many bargains on there, you'd easily spend the, the 20 quid without Discount touching the sides. Yeah. Why? Okay. Why? So, that yeah. sounds amazing. Check it out. I'm getting it. And I, we are not affiliated with Discount Dragon, but if they want to sponsor Chain Wrestling, they can happily send me some more Mavitis Digestive Biscuits for a penny of fraud. I've still got some packets of it now. I think we've got about six packets left. <laughs> Just a penny, a penny each. Yeah, that's, that's insane, mate. That's insane. That I don't think I can top that. <laughs> that's it. You just kind of rush through this Goldberg, uh, Gilbert bullshit, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Shall we scan through the chat and, uh, well, and I suppose get on to our our wrestling side of the show, Magsy? Yes, we shall. Um, lots of uh, cancel sars, and that's what gets sar cancelled. Brilliant. That tradition is to respect or pay homage to the native New Zealand tribes. For fuck's sake, Sharon, uh, Simon from Sharon. Um, <laughs> pimple dick candidate there in it at camp. <laughs> yeah, it's respect, sir. Uh, first Gilbert Shade now hating on a hacker. Fucking hell, sir, is on a mission to that. <laughs> um, your editing needs to be on point this week. Q Sar trying to apologize by doing his own hack and making it infinitely worse. <laughs> ah, that's brilliant. Just kept digging, didn't he? Yes, he did. Uh, and reminded me of that Simpsons quote, dig up, stupid. There we go. So it was a bad idea asking to, to go through the chat because it was all a hundred percent. You are the Rick Starner of this week's episode. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I don't bloody think so. And My poor goodness. Giselle Hackershaw taking grief from you. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> if anybody is listening from New Zealand, there are many other shows on this network that are not xenophobic <laughs> towards you. I'm I personally love to- New Zealand lamb and Lord of the Rings is one of my, the best things ever made. So I love <laughs> New Zealand and all you New Zealandians. It's him. New Zealand, New Zealandians. Him. It's him. He's he's the xenophobe. I'm not xenophobic. My God, I just don't. Okay, I I, I apologize. I get it now. It's a respect thing. I, I'm so sorry. Ah oh dear. Okay, should we move on before I get myself in more trouble? <laughs> Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Oh, a bit of sad news in the chat there, actually. Looking at that. King's Pig's Badders breaking the news for us there. Bushwhacker Butch has passed away. Oh, wow. That's sad. I've loved the Bushwhackers. Absolutely yeah. loved them. Oh, what an absolute shame. Yeah. Resting yeah, power, Butch. Struggling. I know he's struggling with some health issues and so on for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that is a shame. That is a shame. Um, yeah. And as, as a kid... From I, New I Zealand them, as well. 
Well, there we go. Look, he's heard. He's heard what he said, and it's just. Oh, uh, let's just stop, stop, stop. <laughs> oh no, that is a shame. That is a shame. It is. What was also a shame was that Magsy won the poll this week, so we had to cover Gilbert. But Magsy didn't put forward one match. Timber forward two. Oh no, not three. We have four Gilberg matches to cover. Now, most of these are available on the WWE Network. There is a couple that, well, there's one or two that there are links to YouTube on via the show's Twitter as well. So if you go to our tweet that puts out the uh, details of the show before we go live, tagged to that is another tweet with the details of these matches. If you want to go check them out at any point, if you've not already seen them, trust me. You won't need long. Um, <laughs> Magsy, what order did you want to look at these Gilberg matches in? And secondly, why did you pick these particular four? So these particular four were, I thought, w- would be a good cross-section of Gilberg's career uh, as a character. There's a lot of... Um, career progression a lot of improvements that you can see throughout his uh his his time with the company and it it kind of shows just how he developed um from a jobber to being a title contender world title contender and and then just the passing the torch then onto the next generation when he uh when he uh he gave the belt to SRS. I think there's a um, just a massive kind of career arc condensed down into about four minutes of wrestling. So yeah, I thought it was a, a good snapshot of how how, uh, how if you dream enough, you can be more than you ever imagined. I can't believe you spouted all that bullshit. Man. I just keep as Cam this. says, you deserve a, you deserve as a Cam says in the chat, he was a trailblazer. And you know, Cam, you're right, because he 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 had a vision and he took that little bit of a nugget of of um of of an opportunity and he made a career out of it. And he made a fan base out of it. Yeah, it's 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 inspiring to see. It really is. Gilbert could easily be the every man of wrestling. You look at what can be achieved by somebody uh, like Gilbert and and think I could do that. He's an, he's he's an inspiration to us all. But wasn't that just Dusty Rhodes's gimmick? No, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes had loads of. He flew to these arenas in private jets. He was a sham. And as he was <laughs> yesterday, his legacy meant absolutely nothing to WWE. Whereas Gilbert was homegrown. They made they, they give him a sliver of opportunity, and he took that, turned the dial up to 11, and ran with it and became the longest-serving light heavyweight champion in wrestling history. Well, in WWF wrestling history. 15 months, mate. 15 months he held that title. He did, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's not like they forgot about it or anything no, like that. No. And he didn't show up on TV for months and months. He he was a fighting champion. Yeah. Don't they actually say in the commentary of one of the matches we're about to look at, we forgot about this guy? 
<laughs> yeah, Jim uh, Jerry Lawler says Dwayne Gill, who is it? And he'd been in the company for like ten years <laughs> yeah. before that. Amazing. <laughs> Which one do you want to look at first, mate? We've got to go right to the beginning. To the beginning okay. of the of the. I mean, this is pre Gilbert. This is. is before he's got his his his. I want to say his, his career opportunity. This this is him. Um, Basically, making his mark on on the the WWE WWF universe at the time. Yes, so we're starting with the title win then. Yeah. Okay. So on the well on the network, you can find it on the twenty third of November, nineteen ninety eight edition of Monday Night Raw. Christian from the Brood is defending the light heavyweight championship against our hero Dwayne. As Dwayne Gill. Um, how long is this match, Mags? Uh, is it? Is this the twenty-second one? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is forty-six seconds. No, no, it's twenty seconds. Yeah, because it's twenty, then ten, then two twenty, then forty-six. So this is twenty seconds of a match. Uh, okay, so um, the match begins. I can't believe I'm doing this. The match begins with Christian in charge. Uh, <laughs> at one point, he has the match won, but lifts Gilberg up from the canvas on the two count, which is a fantastic yeah. heel tactic, Arrogance. isn't it? Arrogance. It, it is. What a buffoon, because it costs him, Magsy, doesn't it? It costs him. Um, there's a missed stinger splash attempt, which then leads to Christian using a huge gut buster. Mm-hmm. Which did look very, very painful. Sold majestically well by our, our buddy Dwayne. Well, it hurt. It, I mean, Christian was a powerful guy. Mm. Do you think Christian was shooting on Gilbert here? Do you think he was jealous I of his talent? All these matches, uh, there's a, an element of shooting. <laughs> like, shooting up, perhaps. Uh, um, Gilbert ends up on the outside of the ring. So I was getting beaten up by the rest of the brood before the mm-hmm. job squad arrived. Yep, and the job squad coming to defend their man. I don't think he'd actually joined the job squad at this time yet. They were just mm. the job squad were were feuding with the brood, um, and they they help him, slightly help him win this title. I mean, it wasn't necessary, of course. He would have dealt with this on his own. He, he know, was dealing with it on his own, like at three three on one because. Mm. If you go back to even before the match, um, when the, the brood are, are out in, in the ring, they're mocking Gilbert. I mean, you can you can see Edge and Gangrel laughing at each other when they're seeing Gilbert come to the ring. I mean, that lit a fire, that lit a fire under, under Dwayne's ass. Mm. Believe you me. He would have took all three of them on. Similar to how, you know, remember when Brock Lesnar made his debut and was taking on tag teams on his own. That's yeah, how when I envisioned he the that. Hardies. When yeah. he absolutely destroyed him. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as this fight on the outside is carrying on, Too Cold Scorpio appears out of nowhere from somewhere above. Obviously, he's come off the top rope and, and effectively smashes into Christian, mm-hmm. drags Dwayne Gill over. Gilbert makes the cover. Three counts. We have a new light heavyweight champion. So, Magsy, this first one <laughs> out of 10, what are you thinking? Nah. <laughs> nah. Nine. Nine. No, I don't yeah, mean no. I don't mean don't mean seconds. I mean <laughs> I th- I think we don't get to see enough of 
of Dwayne Gilder Gil, Gilberg in this match um, because people don't know who he is. Um, oh. Even Jerry Lawler says on commentary, who is this guy? Um, so I don't think giving this um, a, a massively high score would be would be fair because it is relatively short. But I don't know. I'm keeping a straight face through this. <laughs> but this is the start of something that will become epic. Um, so you've got to kind of taking take that into account. So I'm I'm going to give this an eight. Fuck's sake. Okay. Um, <laughs> it can't go no higher than a three for me. I'm I'm afraid. But what? Did you say three? Yeah, Ridiculous. it's a match. It's a twenty-second match of outside interference. We have never been so far apart in how we we see a match before. I don't That's know if you you're are. being a complete knobhead about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after Gilbert has won the Lights Heavyweight Championship, we then move on to the second selection. Uh, 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 uh. You're missing out the fact that he got interviewed. On the ramp by Michael Cole. I may have missed this. Oh, no, no, no. I did see this because I didn't understand anything he was saying. So, basically, he was saying uh, that it was the greatest day of his life. Uh, and okay. uh, he, he basically dedicated it to his, his daughter. Um, but, yeah, it is the, it's so far. I mean, it wasn't at the end of uh, his career, but it was certainly the greatest day of his life up to that, that day. Oh, fair enough. He's won a championship in the WWF, and there's many wrestlers out there, and many people who are not wrestlers who dream of being wrestlers who will never get that opportunity. And I'm not saying that taking the piss. Genuinely, that's quite an achievement. There's not that many title belts to go around. I mean, there is now. There is now. Yeah. 17. <laughs> uh, speaking of title belts, however, Maxi, what do we have next? Is it the European title contest? Yes, this is where... Um, He's uh, Gilberg has moved up into the the higher echelons of the of the card. No longer is he the jobber. No longer is he the curtain jerker. He's he's going for double gold. So mm. he's taking on the uh, the newly crowned uh, European champion Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon, who came back at WrestleMania yesterday and broke his quad. Just like his dad did at the Royal Rumble. What a silly sausage. Uh, yeah, so with this one, we have Shane. Oh, dear. I mean, it's, there's, it's no, it's nothing to it, really. But I did get some enjoyment out of what happens after the match. Effectively, Gilbert hits a spear on Shane McMahon, but then we get a belt shot from Shane whilst the referee is distracted, and he pins Gilbert. Mm -hmm. But... Here, in all seriousness, Gilbert's fantastic because he then goes to try and spear China and bounces off her, and it's bloody brilliant. I really, I genuinely laughed out loud watching that. I thought it was so funny, so well done. Yeah, it, it was hilarious, uh, and all to make to to please the boss's son again. Mm. Which uh, I mean, Gilbert was a company man. Uh, he did what what he thought was best for business, and at that time, uh, Shane McMahon retaining that 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 title was best for business. Unfortunately, uh, so Gilbert, being the 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 wrestler that he is, 
he, he counted the lights for for Shane to to put him over. Uh, you can't you can't uh, downgrade the guy for that. Um, he was doing uh, what his bosses were telling him to do. Unfortunately, mm. the Out story 10, comes 19. first. Yeah, this is this is the low point. Um, I think this was um, just a typical um, wrestler, maybe shooting a little bit too high. Um, and, and he came down with a bit of a bump, so I can't give him more than six for this one. Oh, for goodness sake. I'm going to go three again, purely because it amused <laughs> me at the end. I thought Gilberg was very, very funny at the end. Up next is probably the most interesting of the matches, though. We it have is. a world title opportunity for Mr. Yes, Gil. And, and again, Shane McMahon is heavily involved in this. Mm. Yes, exactly. Uh, we have it's on the second of September edition from 1999 of SmackDown, mm-hmm. and we have a tease that Triple H is going to be forced to effectively face Stone Cold Steve Austin. He must defend his that WWF World Title. Bold SOB against the bold SOB. Yes, multiple but times. Then, which I imagine strikes even more fear into Triple H's soul than hearing that glass break. Gilbert's music strikes. You can almost hear his knees are knocking with fear. Well, when when um, Triple H goes to the, to the ring, he's he's genuinely angry mm-hmm. that he's he's having to defend his title um, so close to a pay per view against a, a devastating opponent. And then when uh, he sees the the men's bathroom door with that Gilberg sign, sellotape to it. He starts laughing, which I think is just typical of Triple H in this era. The that Very kind disrespectful. of yeah, just burying everyone. The 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 golden shovel. Uh, Triple H uh, just just controlling the whole of the of the the title scene, and when somebody rises up and and earns themselves uh, a, a title shot, and he's laughing at the guy laughing at him but do you know what he doesn't laugh at the beginning of the match when he speared almost out of his boots straight away and this is this is what i, I was uh, alluding to earlier that you see a progression in gold uh gilberg he's going up against triple h who at the time was the best he was the guy and gilberg gave him a match gilberg gave him a a, a worry um he was almost world champion Mm. Yeah, imagine that world. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have a spear on Triple H straight away, and then a tease of what I'm assuming was going to be the the jackhammer move that Goldberg uses. And I really wanted to see him get Triple H up and hit that. I really wanted to see that. But he just didn't have it. Triple H here turns it into a vertical suplex, and he just stomps the shit out of Goldberg here. Um, But Gilbert gets a second wind and we have two more spears which again look pretty decent he's doing okay with that with that move there you know he misses the third though and eats a pedigree and gets pinned yeah and i'm not gonna lie it's a very short match there's not a lot to it but i quite enjoyed this he he did so much with the very little time that he was given and like i said he he showed up at the big event this was his opportunity to to 
to strike a chord with the the WWF universe, and the fact that he was able to to spear the game, the Triple H, yeah, just you you can't you can't not respect the guy for that. Hmm. He went he went almost two and a half minutes against Triple H. He got the majority of the 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 offense in, and one mistake, unfortunately. Well, did he really? <laughs> one mistake led to his downfall. <laughs> it was a near flawless attempt by Gold, uh, Gilbert to. to you got to stop control. doing that. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he damn, he come that close. He, he was. He reminded me in this of uh, when Cena uh, came out and and faced um, Kurt Angle, and he did the whole ruthless aggression and slapped him. And then he he goes to Kurt after the match. I almost had you. I almost. This mm -hmm. was this was Gilbert. He almost had Triple H, just mm. not just didn't have it enough on the day. Yeah, it was exactly the same as Cena Angle. You're right. I stand yeah. corrected. <laughs> uh, a ten for this one, Magsy. Oof. I mean, it's got it all. It's got drama. It's got amazing technical wrestling. Um, uh, it's a nan. It's got to be a nan. It's it's a damn good match. So a nan. I think this is as good a two and a half minute match as I've seen. To be fair, I'm being serious. As far as two and a half ma two and a half minute matches go, they're normally squashes. There's a bit more to this, you know. There's not just some one guy destroying another. There's a bit more to it. You had the teaser Gilberg hitting the spear earlier on and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay going to like a five for this one. But again, what's hindering all of these, I want to put out there right now, what's hindering all of these isn't necessarily the wrestlers in the ring. It's the fact that the matches are so short. If these matches were longer and we saw more, maybe the ratings would be higher. Maximize your minutes. That's that's the mantra. And this is what that's Dwayne sick. Gill was doing. Right, okay. And finally, we come to a sad, sad moment for us all. Well, twofold, a sad moment for us all, because it's the last of our Gilberg matches we're looking at this week, so that's very sad. And it's also the end of his historic 15-month light heavyweight title reign. He takes on S.A. Rios, and a young leader accompanies S.A. Rios to the ring. Mm -hmm. Gilberg is in the ring giving a, a bit of a, a, a sort of upbeat promo and talking about how he's issuing an open challenge basically and the open challenge is answered by sa rios we have a spear straight off the bat and you're thinking oh yeah hello this could be over very very quickly and this was a brutal spear as well it was it was really well done it was rios then does some lucha libre flippy flying around stuff hits a big spinning heel kick a hurricane rana, a moonsault, and it's a three count. And he's dethroned Gilberg for the light heavyweight championship. And then to top it off, Lita decides to hit a moonsault Which, as well. You could argue that the results should be reversed because of that. We have seen there has been precedence of matches, uh, results being reversed because um the one of the wrestlers um attacked for too long or won't release a hold. The fact that Lita's come in post match to to kind of just stamp on 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 Gilberg's dreams is 
it's ridiculous, and I don't think she should have done it. She should be disgusted in in her in her, her attitude. But you have to pass on the 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 baton sometimes and let these young wrestlers run wild and and run free. And uh, and Gilberg, he's had he's had a monumental career, a monumental reign as lightweight champion, and when you are so successful and uh you have this ear this aura of of unbeatable um prowess the rub that sa rios got from beating gilberg it it propelled him into the stratosphere and and he ended up becoming uh one of the biggest lucha libre legends in the in the company so gilberg gilberg (laughs) gave him that rub so there was an argument there to be made then, I suppose, that Gilberg effectively didn't lose the title this night because of the uh, attack after the bell and the continuation of the... Yeah. yeah, exactly. None of his matches in the future were announced as being light heavyweight title defences. So in a way, he could still be light heavyweight champion right now and not even know it. Well, he's probably not, though. No, he's not, mate. He's not. Yeah. He's definitely not. But there we go. But what I did love, and I, I, I should have really mentioned it earlier in, in the in the uh, in the review, but Gilberg gave his gave his all for this character, um, to the point where he got a tattoo. Yes, an actual Goldberg tattoo beforehand. He he drew. Um, uh, a dotted line around his arm to take the piss out of girl. But he eventually did end up getting a Goldberg tattoo to, to oh. really live the gimmick. I mean, not every wrestler is going to be a Triple H or a John Cena or a, a The Rock. Some people are going to be a Barry Horowitz. Some people are going to be a Mark Sanders. Some people are going to be a Gilbert. And mock as much as you like, and we've had a lot of fun mocking him. The guy lived his dream. He was um, he was on TV. He was the lightweight champion, and he got a career out of basically yep. you know, as much as I'm mocking uh, the guy and and really kind of uh, rubbing it in. You can't you can't fault the guy for that. He made an absolute career out of out of this. Good on him. I mean. In all seriousness, I mean, we didn't actually rate that last match. I'm, I'm just going to give it a, a three, a ten. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you, you were so disgusted with <sighs> me. It's like, I, I have never recorded with this tosser again. So this this is as good as Sean Razor at WrestleMania yes. 10 is what you're telling me. Correct. I'm, I'm telling you that unequivocally. Okay. This, this is it, uh, Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 24. Oh, it's that level. Me. You sit on a throne of lies. Dear me. I'm sorry, Gilberg. I love you, Moonstone. <laughs> in in all seriousness, though, and yeah, like you said, Max, we had a bit of fun and so on. But every time Gilberg's come on my TV with the sparklers, with the music, <laughs> with the with the impressions of Goldberg, it <sighs> makes me it makes me smile, and He's entertaining. You know, it's, it's, he's entertaining. And so you yeah. can't fault the guy for that. No, you know? And like you said, he's held a title in the WWF. He was still wrestling up to a couple of years ago. Good luck to the fella. 
he, he was very entertaining, made me smile. You can't ask for more than that, can you? No, exactly, exactly. So that's yeah. why he's, it's all tens. I changed my scores, four tens across the board for me. So he gets 40 out of 10 this week. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that these, these scorings will not be canon. I don't, I feel, I'm not sure. I, I feel we may forget about these like a fever dream. Mm, yeah, indeed. Dan Griffin there in the chat saying, Christ, so I said that through gritted teeth. No, he's I mean said, it. He said the whole episode through gritted teeth. And honestly, I'm being serious. Every time Gilbert came on my television, he made me laugh. You know, he made me smile. But back in the day, or even watching these matches back now, it made me smile. I'm, I'm mocking them and we're laughing about how short they are and the, and the, and the gimmick and so on. I had fun watching these back. So there we go. Same. So then, Magsy, numerous ways of linking all over the place this week. Where are we going next week if, God fucking forbid, your selection wins again? Now, I am very tempted to give the Cedar Ref what they want and what they want right now is uh, Barry Horowitz. So I may actually switch to that, but I'm not. Now, um, I wanted to to get some good wrestling in for once because we've watched some crap, haven't we? What do you mean? You gave them all fucking tens. Yeah. I, <laughs> there, there was slight mockery there. So, I mean, there wasn't 10 minutes of wrestling, so it's hard to give them actual tens, but some actually good, entertaining, and hopefully longer wrestling. So let's get to some. Um, so we have uh, Gilbert, lightweight champion. A another former lightweight champion was um, Taka Mishinoku. Yes. Taka Mishinoku worked both for the WWF and also he has worked for New Japan Pro Wrestling. He currently actually works for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Doesn't he have his own, he have his own <coughs> company as well for a little while? Um, I think he's still got it, Michinoku Pro. That's yeah. it, yeah. yeah. Um, someone else who has worked for both um, New Japan and the, the WWE is... AJ Styles. So I want to watch some AJ Styles uh, wrestling because you can't really go wrong. Um, and I think we should watch from the from 2016's TLC pay-per-view. AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose. Oh, interesting. I don't remember that. Well, then you didn't remember half of the things that happened to Gilbert. So this is true. Taking your yeah. memory as a as a, um, a a level setter is not a good thing. No, no, very true, very true. No, interesting. I I, I love Dean Ambrose. Uh, well, Moxley and AJ Styles is fantastic as well. So yeah, that'll be a that'll be interesting. If it wins, I'm getting grief in the chat. 
F me. I mean, Morty even censoring himself in, in the <laughs> chat. Um, F me, that was quite a link. Well, sometimes these links are tenuous. Mm. Yes, they you are. You've only got to go back and listen to the previous 115, 16 episodes to know that. Oh, Cam. Oh, I missed out. I might, I might quickly look up some Funaki matches. Well, I think because this has been such good fun, I think we could potentially try and do a Barry Horowitz special with King Pig's Badders in mind sometime in the future. And other wrestlers, people can shout out as long as we can link to them and so on. It could be a, a reoccurring theme going forward on, on certain occasions, Magdy. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, if we can get to Barry Horowitz, I would be happy to watch multiple Horowitz matches. So uh, Danny's putting us straight here. Michinoku Pro Wrestling was founded by the great Sasuke and is currently run by Jinsei Shinzada. Taka doesn't own it. Oh, well, there you go. So he's a bit of a bum. Then he's, uh, he's Mr. Michinoku. They just stole his name. Um, <laughs> my link to where I'd like to go next week, please, God, um, <laughs> let me win a poll for once. Uh, I'm going to use Triple H as the link. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> because he was obviously one of the opponents of the great Gilbert. And Triple H was involved in a match in 2005 at the New Year's Revolution pay-per-view. He defended... No, he didn't defend, actually. Sorry, it was he was involved in a match for the vacant World Heavyweight Championship that was inside an elimination chamber with Shawn Michaels as a guest referee. And he took on Randy Orton, Batista, Chris Jericho, Edge and Chris Benoit. And the reason I put this forward is because obviously that's an incredible collection of talent there. And I don't remember it at all. I'm getting a running theme with oh. you this, this episode. Oh, it's all the time, mate. It's all the time. I imagine when I press play, if this wins and I press play, I'll go, oh, yeah, I do remember. Yeah. I believe this pay-per-view was from Puerto Rico. They made a big deal of doing a show in Puerto Rico, and I think this is the actual... I could be wrong there. Correct me in the chat if I am incorrect, please. But, yeah, so... Can you link into to current events as well? I think the... Is it WrestleMania Backlash is going to be from Puerto Rico? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, interesting. So you yes. meant that link. I, I meant that, yeah. That was completely, you know, totally that, that was my intention. So, yes, 2005, New Year's Revolution, Elimination Chamber match for the vacant World Heavyweight title, Shawn Michaels as guest referee, and we have Triple H, Randy Orton, Batista, Chris Jericho, Edge, and Chris Benoit. And that is going up against AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose from the 2016 TLC pay-per-view. You can vote in the poll. When that is uh, later in the week on our Twitter account at chain underscore wrestling. Uh, Magsy, shall we scan through the chat before we depart? Uh, yes, there's been lots of uh, lots of love uh, for Gilbert, even though you have not been uh, um, a massive fan. So we'll start here with Benny Macken. Uh, thank you for for popping in, Benny. Nice to see you. Um, says your scoring of three is generous. Um, I don't know. I think it's it's mean. 
feels a bit mean. Mean. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We've got more in the chat uh, turning up just at the right time saying Hall of Spagos. Um, Anya saying Gilberg is in and Sa is out. I mean, yeah, he's done it himself. Some of the Barry and Dwayne matches were on for nearly three minutes. Listen, he had a match of seven minutes, 57 seconds um, whilst defending his title. So he put in the work, did Gilberg. Mort says, I was trying to sleep, but work decided otherwise, and I have no idea what's going on. We don't. We have no idea what's going on as well, and we watch these matches. Indeed. Gilberg has always been in. Uh, strap yourself in, Morte. Gilberg is reigning supreme this evening. Yeah, I mean, we did do a quiz where we ended nil-nil out of five questions each. Um, yeah, we didn't do very well at all. Mm-hmm. But we can't all be uh, Cam Griffin and be Gilberg experts. Uh, King's Pigs has put, why is, um, why is Mags choosing such short matches when there's amazing quality out there? To be fair, the quality was sparse, and as a, as I proved to Sar, not always on the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. We had to search for this. We had to search for some of this gold. It's like trying to track down those rare Barry Windham matches that are hundred percent worth the internet scraping. You know. <laughs> Of course they are. Um, King's Plink Banners also says, Sam not appreciating uh, how Gilberg uh, makes his uh, opposition look amazing. Correct. <laughs> it's, it's a selling machine. Mort says, okay, I don't really know what's happening, but I know Mags and he's been 100% genuine. Yeah, my love for, for Gilberg is above reproach. I love the guy. Cam says, have we worked out, uh, are the entrances actually longer than the matches? Yep. For, for the first two, yeah, it was. Uh, and for the, the last match, the interview uh, segment that, where Gilberg says he, he wants to face a challenge. He's been champion 15 months. That's longer than his match as well. Gilberg supremacy from my eldest daughter, Anya, there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, King's Pigs Banner says, Morty, don't panic. It's just banter. Calm. Uh, Colin Delaney special next week. Who's Colin Delaney? He was in the, the WWE for a, a cup of coffee. Um Okay. I think I want to say like early two thousands. Okay, I don't remember him at all. Um, uh, Cam says uh, yes, he did. Simon, he's an absolute powerhouse. Our Dwayne was. Uh, Gilberg is winning. Say over. Nah. He didn't. <laughs> um, Morty says it's the mantra that Alicia Fox lived by. I think that's uh, when I said do uh, uh, maximize your minutes or do we. Uh, do uh, as much as you can with what you've got. Sir, work rate wanker Powell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and then Morty says, uh, Uncle Griffin, put some respect on the name of El Ladder. El Ladder. Yes, indeed. El Ladder. If you've not listened to the Morty and Fitch pub quiz episode where Mags and I represented Chain Wrestling up against the brilliant duo from the Rantom Oysters podcast, go and check it out. It is It was fun to be on, and it's a brilliant listen, as Morty and Fitch podcast always is. And how we won that, I have no idea. That was ridiculous. Because of me, mate. Because of, of old you know, Mr. Knowledge over here. That's fair. Um, <laughs> RIP to the one true reign. Uh, Kingsbridge Banner saying, don't come in here with your Colin Delaney's uh, mortar. <laughs> and you're saying, I feel like Mags is slightly in love with Gilbert. No, I, I just appreciate 
technical wrestling. Yeah. Appreciate talent when you see it, mate. Max is dying. Bloody hell. Yeah, it's it's rough today. Uh, Mags uh, is selling like Barry Windham right now. Yeah, exactly. Not only for Gilbert, but also for Barry Windham and his uh, his long battle with with emphysema. <laughs> uh, Cam says uh, I'm not the only one in love with uh, with Gilbert. Um, and Dan says you can't fault Gilbert's level of commitment. Exactly, mm, you can't. Yeah. I mean, committed to the gimmick. Yeah, getting a, a Goldberg tattoo when you're a, a Goldberg impersonator is ridiculous. Indeed. Indeed. King's Pigs Banner says you can join the cult of Goldberg, Anya. Yeah, th- there's no entrance fee. <laughs> Morty says Mark Sanders was out, was left field. Well, he was just a guy who um, achieved way more than he should have done. Mike Sanders, I know. I know that name. Um, Dan Griffin says says a lot about how well Gilbert did that we're still talking about him 20 years later. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's a great show, to exactly. Really good point. Really good point. Anya is a fully now paid-up member of the Gilbert Appreciation Society. Uh, she's honoured go. to be a part of it. Sharon says she finished her maths just in time to catch the ends of Mags and Sarah. Yeah, and the, and the Gilbert love, love yeah. fest. Dan says he can't wait for the inevitable link to Barry Hollowitz for the chain wrestling Barry Hollowitz appreciation. That <laughs> that is going to that is going to happen. It is not next week, but it's going to happen. Yeah, Morty says Sharon, do you ever have instant regrets? And I'm gonna jump straight to Sharon's reply. I'm married, sir. What do you think? Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, love. Thanks, love. <laughs> uh, Cam says, this episode has honestly brought me so much joy tonight. Uh, oh, okay. Thank you all. Optimized uh, Gilberg in one evening, uh, just bringing laughter and smile to everyone's face. Exactly. Crat and Sar said that through gritted teeth. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's a lot of the chat um, um, basically caught up with. We go on a, a quite a bit about me teasing a Barry Horowitz link. Uh uh, Scottish Danny is glad that we, we're pr- going to appreciate Fanaki and maybe bring him up. Uh, <laughs> King's Pigs Banner says, This rivals the birth of my daughters. Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's that's a bringing a tear to my arm. Uh, Scottish Danny says, Your pick was one of the best chamber matches ever. Oh, okay. um, interesting. Uh, Benny says that WrestleMania Backlash is just Backlash now. Uh, oh, I th- so they dropped the WrestleMania. Thank God. I mean, it, yeah, it was good. quite ridiculous. Uh, Sa, uh, Dan Griffey says, Sa, you've got to learn how to style these coincidences out. You actually could look like a genius. <laughs> uh, Cam says, you watched this not long back. It was a great choice. Um, Morty says, if the Puerto Rico link next week is El Torito versus Swoggle in the WLC, I'll be fuming. That, that's a great match. Don't, don't actually take the piss. We're the reigning, uh, defending, undisputed, universal pub quiz champions. That's me and D, sir. Uh, so don't don't say reigning and defending, because that means they'll have us back. <laughs> the, the curtain jerkers <laughs> as champions. Indeed. How many Gilbert matches can you put in one Ironman match? The answer Quite is 16. all of them. <laughs> it's all of them. <laughs> A Braden Walker special, right, Danny? You take the piss. Were, did he like wrestle like maybe six times in the whole of his time in WWE? Braden Walker, why? Wow, that's a blast from the past. Yeah, it was uh, was it um, 
Cowboy. No, it wasn't James Storm. It was, was it Chris Harris, weren't it? Mm. Wildcat Chris Harris, yeah. Colin Delaney is in the Jobber Hall of Fame. Um, Barry Tucking Horowitz Mags. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll, I will link to Barry Horowitz, not Barry Windham. I will not link to Barry Windham, believe me. Uh, Connor says, Great show, mates. Uh, go crew. Hopefully, we can keep our windscreen going on Saturday. Well, good luck to the crew. Um, and then what he said, he means that Colin Delaney isn't in the Jabba Hall of Fame. I mean, it may well be. Uh, but that's that all the chat. A, a real there one? Should be one. There, there should, should be. be one. There yeah. should be. Perhaps we should start one. Um, who'd, be, who'd, be, <laughs> who'd be the first ballot pick for Hall of Fame jobbers? Randy Hogan. Do you think? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Just because I speak to the guy semi regular and he's a lovely fella, and it's just, you know, it'd be a great chance to get him on the show and have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> This is NWA WCW Enhancement Challenge, Randy Hogan, baby. Being in the ring with the Road Warriors, Vader, Abdul the Butcher, Midnight Express and all them guys. Let me tell you, it was dang rough. But not as rough as listening to Cyan Mags on that chain wrestling show, brother. What you gonna do when this pair of fools, Cyan Mags and chain wrestling, brother, runs wild on you? Fair play. I mean, you could you could have always hoped to to wish for maybe Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hogan would come on this show. You know, I wonder what his opinions are on people from New Zealand. But anyway, well, oh. <laughs> anyway, 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 Maxi, whereabouts can people find you online, my friend? They cannot find me online, uh, but you can follow me here on on Twitter and me eventually like or retweet any comment that you've put uh but it's probably never gonna happen or uh, you can check out some stuff i did about a year ago on on uh tiktok at mags all pods awesome stuff uh you can find me online providing i'm not cancelled by tomorrow morning uh, and anything i'm involved in is at SJP World Media, the network that carries this show. And please go and like, subscribe, hit the no- notification bell, and leave us a review on all your podcast players and platforms. Thank you so, so much. But most importantly, you can find this show on Facebook and Twitter at chain underscore wrestling. Magsy, I'm off now to go and practice some acting so I can pass off these coincidences as me meaning them to look more intelligent. I'll speak to you next week, my friend. Rest in peace, Butch. <laughs>